0: Welcome back, folks, to the Mail right Show. This is episode 192. It's going to be a discussion between me and Robert, and Robert knows about this subject, thank God, because I don't know too much. We're going to be talking about voice, and voice when it connected to SEO, voice search. Um, a fascinating subject. Uh, I'm sure we're going to learn a lot from Robert about this. Robert, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? I'd love to. So my name is
1: Robert Newman. I'm a 12-year veteran of the real estate marketing industry. Um, I've fulfilled a lot of roles for a lot of uh, major real estate marketing technology companies and some independent ones as well. Uh, Since 2016, I founded my own company, InboundRAM.com, and we have a unique uh, inbound marketing approach for doing real estate lead generation. And uh, on the show, I kind of cover a lot of things related to SEO, direct marketing, digital marketing, that kind of thing. And uh, John humors me a lot.
0: So here I we go. I try. I try. <laughs> um, I just want to, before we get, we delve into uh, voice search, I just want to say to the listeners and viewers, thank you. I think it's going to be, it is going to be a record month this month um, for downloads um, we've got a few more days until we hit May, but um we almost doubled our listeners and viewers over the past six months and I'd like to thank you for joining us on this journey um, and hopefully you're getting great value from our little discussions so 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 voice search um, I, is it, you know obviously we've got um these devices in our house we've got them in our car. We now speak to them. How's this changing the landscape of search, then, Robert?
1: Right now, voice search accounts for somewhere between twelve and twenty percent of all searches that are done. All right, so you you have a device, very similar to this one, and you talk to it. You say, uh, "Okay, Google, um, find local restaurants." Right? Then my phone, I found a few restaurants near you. Spits out the answer. Okay, gives me a hyper-local search results. All right. And then bang, I've got my my local restaurants, which are actually Google is sorting them by how their their rankings are, <clears throat> how many reviews they have. So Google is automatically not only giving me local restaurants, but it's given them to me in, them to me in the order of <clears throat> quality since I did a general voice search. Now I wouldn't be talking about voice search, except that um there are a lot of industry experts uh, that are saying that voice search is going to be 50% of the search market by 2020, um, so in the next year. So the numbers are growing exponentially. Every single month, people are getting more and more comfortable doing voice search. And why, why is that, John? Because, because you just called it out yourself. I've moved away from having no voice-activated devices in my house to having three. I have now three, three Google My Assistants. My friends have all moved into Alexa. My brother orders his shopping list off uh, some type of Amazon uh, Fire Bar or something like that or or some some type of Amazon product where he just has it in his his house. And it automatically fulfills his shopping list. Movies are starting to have voice technology in them on a regular basis. I just watched a movie last night with one of my partners where it was was talking about um, – It it was showing a huge amount of voice technology inside of the movie, and it seemed perfectly natural, and which made me – that's what when you said, what should we talk about today? I realized we really need to talk about voice search because um, there are a lot of ways that you can optimize websites and a handful of ways you do not need a website to get found using voice search. Because to say that voice search isn't a relevant marketplace is in, in terms of promoting your business, your real estate business, is dead wrong. Um, people might say, for instance, into their phone, and I'll just try this right now. Um, okay, Google, houses for sale near me. And interestingly enough, Google is connecting to another device inside my house and giving me the answer there. Mm. Okay, I don't know what the answer is going to be. It's probably going to be something complicated on on one of my Google Assistant devices. But nonetheless, there are answers that these devices are, are going to spit out. And one of the hugest categories of voice search right now is near me, nearby searches. What is nearby me? Is there a post office? Is there a home for sale? Is there a restaurant nearby me? Because The thing about these mobile devices is they're geolocated. So nearby me voice searches are probably becoming one of the largest category of searches. So that leads to the question of, do you want to get in front of the searches that are like real estate office nearby me, realtor near me? So we'll try this one more time. This didn't really give me um, a great answer the first time around. So we'll go, okay, Google, realtor near me. Mm, didn't give me a great response to that either. Anyway, this isn't... This it,
0: doesn't, isn't it doesn't like you, does it?
1: You no, know, it, it's not turning into a great, a great example. But um, so let's... And thank you again, John, for for humoring me because this is definitely something that I threw at you as opposed to you throwing at me. But here's one of the things that people need to understand. And I do need to do a little bit of talking to make everybody who's listening to the show understand why did I choose to talk about voice search? Well, one of the reasons that voice search is absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt become, going to become more relevant and, and rapidly so is that I don't think that people understand the huge role that RankBrain, which is Google's AI, so Google has an artificial intelligence that is now connected to their search, their search queries. They have, they have announced that it handles all of their long tail searches. John, for the audience, would you mind sharing what a long tail search is?
0: Well, my understanding of it, it's anything that's a phrase that's more than four to five words in length. That, um, so, you know, a short term, short phrase would be, um, a long, a would be find me the best reater. A long tail would be find me the best reater in Reno and Northern Nevada.
1: And that's correct. So the longer the search that is giving rankbrain more details, and it's a learning artificial intelligence. The more questions it answers and it tracks the results, the better that rankbrain is getting at delivering us information. they essentially rankbrain is learning what the semantic meaning of our queries are. So we put in a query and we say, find a local realtor. And then it assumes that local is next to you on the phone. But it could be that you really meant local in comparison to your home address. And as Google searches like the total amount of how long you stay on the queries that it serves up, it's learning from that and adjusting the answers it gives you because it already understands there's more than one answer to the question that you've asked that's rank brain rank brain because voice search is all long tail in other words when you're talking to your phone you are more comfortable saying more words than when you have to type so most likely like i've done two or three searches in terms of my phone already and they were all long tail they were all long tail like any time that you say find a home for sale near me that's five or six words that's that's a long tail search right so rank brain is going to be the one delivering all of these voice searches that's that's the thing that i want everybody to understand is that there's an artificial intelligence that's going to get smarter and smarter about delivering us what we want as we voice search now how do you Get in front of RankBrain. Like, how do you actually get in front of RankBrain? Well, number one, you optimize your website for long tail search. And what does that mean? Well, it covers it. It hooks into stuff that you and I talk about all the time, John. Long tail keywords or semantic keywords with long tail possibility is when you have long form blog posts on your website, a lot of information deep websites that talk in depth about a topic are far more likely to get found for voice search on long tail searches than ones that are not. One, something that we don't talk about a lot is schema markup. Okay. So schema markup is a, is a type of uh, data indexing that Google has added to their search algorithm. It basically says, this is a blog post. This is a tutorial blog post. This is a review blog post. It categorizes automatically through schema markup what kind of content that you're looking at. Anything that you're anything that we do that makes Google's job easier, they're gonna reward us but with greater search results. Doing schema markup on the type of blog post that you're doing is gonna be highly advantageous to voice search because Google can already sort through all the content on the web and say automatically this, this person we think is looking for a review. So the schema markup has already narrowed down the amount of pages on the web that are definitely reviews.
0: Now, now, you- now I to- I've totally followed you so far, but I'm sure, but I'm sure the listeners and viewers that have been with us for a little while, um, understand they're going to be lost a little bit with some of our discussions. Sure. But they keep with us because they know also that this is rather important. But I think the thing we got, I totally understood what you said there, but in practical terms, what is, how can you make sure that your website, give us like, if you can, give us some pointers about a website that makes it more um, easier for Google and for their new technologies to find and really understand. One more time, John? Can you, can you give some pointers to people when they got their website, things they can do with their website that would make it more searchable for Google and especially non search?
1: Well, okay. So first of all, that really, it's just do long-form content, do a lot of blog posts. And I understand that I may have been losing everybody with this schema stuff, but you know what? There's plugins that go into WordPress that make schema markup very easy, okay? It's not as complicated as it sounds, though I understand why you put a pin in it. Um, the other thing that we can do that is incredibly important for voice search that's simple, that's not complicated, that's easy for everybody to understand, is we want to make sure that we're, we're printing our business information in two separate places. Number one, we want it on a Google My Business listing. And by business information, I mean we want our the name of our business, our hours of operation, our address, and if we have any other locations, and what our business does. That's the stuff that we want on both the website and the Google My Listing. And it's very, very, very important for voice search. So if you don't have a Google My Listing page and a website that clearly has your street address, your phone number, and something that says, I am a real estate agent. Pretty simple. Buyers and sellers agent, sellers agent. You do not want to to let the assumption go by that because you have like real estate in your company name that everybody knows exactly what you do. You label it. You say, this is what we do, okay? So that Google can clearly identify that. And unlike schema markup, You just print it and put it on the website. Same thing with your hours. It's super clear, straightforward. Um, And more important, by the way, than the schema markup is getting that stuff on your website because half the questions that people have with voice search do have to do with business locations, hours of operation. Like, are there real estate offices near me that are open right now? That would be a very common query that would be used for voice search. So how does Google know that? unless you have your printed hours of operation on the website. So these are all um, like another thing, and, and you could get more into detail with both your, your Google My Business page and your website, but here's some weird shit that you can add. So I'm giving you the real basic stuff, but what about not-so-basic stuff? Handicap access. Is there parking available if you're, you're in a major metro area? Um, are there amenities located in the same building that you're in as a business? So can somebody grab lunch and see your business in the same city? These are all things that you want to add on to your Google My Business page that you want to add on to your um, um
0: Yeah. Your you web, p- website as well.
1: Right. We probably want to go for a break, but I have I, I wanna say before we do, I have a tip. There's also, and I don't like this tip as much as I like the others, but guess what? There is something else that you can do that involves paid Google search. So if you're one of our listeners and you're not into the SEO, you're not buying that, but you are getting your leads by using paid advertising, I can give you a little tip that's going to get you some extra value out of your advertising dollars.
0: All right. Let's, let's go for our break, folks. We'll be back and Robert will reveal his tip, his tip of the day.
1: Thank we'll,
0: you. I kind of semi confused Robert midway through his flow, uh, um, but he recovered and he's got a tip. And uh, um, he, he's just bursting to tell you, listeners of you. I am. So, good, Robert, tell us your tip.
1: Okay. AdWords has something called a locations extension. All right. It's part of your AdWords campaign, it's a Google product. Okay. I don't know if Facebook has something equivalent. So, you can you can ask us. If somebody messages us on the MailRite website, um, I will deliver the answer to John should he message me. Um, so you can find where the show notes are, are housed. I am not as good at keeping up my website with the podcast as he is. Um, but there's an AdWord extension that shows where your geolocation is. YouTube does the same thing where YouTube videos have geolocators inside of them. These geolocators are absolutely 100% not visible to the human eye and the only thing using them is rankbrain and the search engines uh, and Google, the Google search engine. But these geolocators are so insanely important for hyperlocal marketing. I have no I cannot spend enough time telling our audience like it's a really small little niggling detail, but if you really want to like destroy local like local searches both from voice and from regular searches This is stuff you need to listen to and tell your marketing partners that they need to do it for you. Um, uh, A locations extension is merely adding a geolocator code to your AdWords campaign. And now Google has like a latitude and a longitude related to the keywords that you're using, like each city, which now gives them a very precise understanding of what your service territory is. So that when somebody is searching by voice or any other method and says, I want a realtor in blank city and Google has three choices, two of whom they're kind of assuming through their website that, oh, we think you're going to service us. And then one who said definitively and in print by geolocation, no, we're here. This is where we are. Google's going to serve up that person, not the two questionable results. So utilize your paid advertising and leverage it to get this geolocation stuff in. I mean, if you're already spending money, um, you should do it that way. And then I have one other tip as well, guys. Um, And again, I'm sorry, it does involve paid search. I don't usually like talking about this stuff, but it's incredibly relevant when it comes to voice search. So there is a way, Google constantly says it's not preferring its advertisers, but anybody that's worked with Google for a long time knows that's not really true. They prefer their advertisers in many different ways. This is one of the ways they prefer their advertisers. So many people don't know this. Maybe even you don't, John. There is actually a different paid search opportunity on Google. You have your content network. You have your, um, like your email network. Like You can go through all their sites. And then they've added on another network. You now can advertise directly to their hyper-local search network, also sometimes referred as local search ads. That's where you get in front of the local search packet. It is a new, well, new-ish search market that is different than their other search markets. But guess what? The local search market is more keyed into voice search from everything I've seen and understood. And the only reason that's true is because once again it deals with this very large quantity of near me searches. What are your hours of operation searches? Basically, all of that stuff is actually associated with the hyperlocal search results that Google does. And, and increasingly it's like 80%. Like it's going to be an enormous part of their search volume. So Google got out in front of everybody and made hyperlocal a thing. But really a lot of our searches, what we use Google for, like what I use Google for, what anybody uses it, what store is near me, what's the best restaurant? What's the best grocery store? Do I have an organic grocer? in Van Nuys, which is literally a search I've really done. Like, so do we have these things here in this city? And that's more and more what Google is, is dealing with, especially in hyperlocal. So I don't think that real estate is going to be as impacted as other industries. But to say that we're not going to be impacted at all would be totally false. Well,
0: I think, I think it's great. Oh, another, before I was, I've got, actually got a question before I go on what I thought about what you've just said is that what about, because I also think video, we've covered this, but I also have noticed that if you have some good pages with good content, then you put video on it as well. It just, that combination of reasonably good written content with video aimed at a local market is, it just dominates a lot of search if you can do that combination Do you think I'm on the right track there, Robert? 100%.
1: I think that I I didn't talk about it because I haven't proven this yet. No. But I do think that Google's rank brain is categorizing voice content. In other words, these podcasts, video, like when Google can read the data and understand the, the data, like you and I, we record this video and we throw it up on YouTube, which means that we're getting, I think, an extra power. And I think that, Google is starting to analyze the voice data. I don't have proof that says that this is true, which is why I don't talk about it. But if you're going to say, "What is your gut instinct?" My gut instinct is that RankBrain is perfectly capable of analyzing voice data and is just trying to figure out how to put voice data into the search. Well, industry. I think
0: I think it's probably better because it was non-written content was. A bit of a problem for Google, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah. it was a problem that they were trying to find a technology solution because they always knew the other the other thing that they've for a number of years is really crack this super local market because it was a they could tell by their revenue generation and other factors that it was a a market which they hadn't saturated or dominated that still promised a great deal of ad, ad, ad advertising income to them if they could crack it. And they've tried a number of different layouts, renaming, new technology, Combinations over the past six, seven, or eight years haven 't they around the local search environment, would you agree with that statement Robert I would and i don 't think they 've ever really been satisfied with their own solutions so it's been it 's been a market in a quite considerable flex hasn 't it with an, a consistent pattern of changes from Google and some of the others you know been but obviously, Google totally dominates it. But I think one of the great things, the great news for you real estate agents is, especially if you're new or you're in your second year, is that there's all enormous opportunities here that don't necessarily have to cost an enormous amount of money either. Because really, voice, what Robert has been discussing is really goes if you can get a reasonable website, put some key pages on, get your Google business page set up in the right way, and do some of the other things that we've discussed around local search then there's there, there was a uh, about a month to two months ago we did a series of free episodes just around local search. And Robert gave an enormous amount of information there. If you listen to those and you do what we've outlined also in this episode, you really can compete effectively against your regional large brokers and also Zillow and some of the, or Realtor.com about getting reasonable amounts of traffic to your site, can't you, Robert?
1: You absolutely can. And once again, not to... I know that we keep banging the same drum, but, but we got to because there, there is just this overwhelming consensus that both voice content and video content are, are not only relevant right now. They're incredibly relevant today, currently, but they're going to be even more relevant. And the amount of ways that we can produce this kind of content is just growing. Like you have Instagram that joined the live fray, and now you can record video on Instagram. You can do the same thing on Facebook. You can do the same thing on YouTube. And with some of these services, you can post this content on your website. And people, in my experience, like I, 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 we often share like why you should do that. But here's an interesting fact for everybody that's listening. So I do a tremendous amount of video content. I have 70 videos on my website. John knows this, but I bet my audience does not. So I also have a whole bunch of blog posts on my website. I have uh, probably about 50 blog posts, maybe 30. I, I don't know. But inside these blog posts are these videos. And I take about somewhere between seven and 10 calls a week from real estate professionals. And guess what? Every single one, I'm not talking some, I'm talking about maybe one call out of every 25 does not say that they've, they've reviewed my video content. The one number one reason over and over and over and over and over and over again that people say that they reached out is because not only did they like something that I said on one of my videos, they liked how I said it, but more more frequently people are just saying like I resonated with the way that you delivered the message. It's not just the message. It's how I delivered it, which is something that only can be done during video. It's the only way. Or voice, like if somebody really finds your voice appealing, which I have a hard time believing. If anybody's going to find a voice appealing on this show, it's going to be yours. But um, it's, it's like, I just think that we cannot say enough to all of you real estate professionals out there. Break out that cell phone. Start doing car chats. Get used to it. I don't care if you're talking to yourself. John and I oftentimes are talking to each other and only each other. It's only been recently in these last number of months where... Like we're going, the show is going nuts. Like where we're doubling our audience and everything, but we worked at it for a long time. Talk to yourself, you know. And John's been at it a lot longer than me. I'm taking credit for his momentum, and I shouldn't be. Um, the he's been at it for years. So you really you might spend a while, but once something met, like
0: metastasizes, it just takes a li- It's just going to take a little while, but it's not a ridiculous while. We're talking between six to a year um if you 're expecting this to get a result instantaneously you 're going to have to look at other methodologies to get those initial and we 've gone through those as well you know we 've gone through um what we discussed last week um, also um, doing open houses for other established agents um Using paid advertising now, if it is if it's necessary, I am not against paid advertising as much. I have my position, and these are just views and positions. Is that I think that paid advertising has a place, but so but so does organic as well. And it's when you can combine both together and have a machine and approach the processes that we discussed with our guest last week. If you can get those together, you really build up a machine and you build up a system that generates real success. don't you, Robert. Uh, You do.
1: And I'm not against paid search either. I I just want to throw that out out there. I do think there's a place for it. I always think there's a place for it. I love getting clients advertising strategies. I mean, numerous forms of advertising. They're using paid search. Maybe they're using direct mail and they're using, and they're using organic. I just think that since organic is the only one of those strategies that is long-term, it is not necessarily the strategy you have to engage first, but it should be like, if you're talking to a good digital marketer or a good marketer in general, they're going to think about it upfront. They may say, I am not going to do it for the first year but they have it in their plan because they understand that it is going to be the kind of marketing that delivers the most cost effective consistent results across all of their strategies over time and so that's all i keep, that's why i keep banging on the drum it's not so much do it now or do it exclusively or do it any of those things absolutely not it's more like this is one of your should be your first consideration because it's been proven over and over and over again that organic market, content marketing, inbound marketing, it's going to be way more cost-effective for you than anything else. The only problem with it is it takes a while. That's it. That's the downside. Everything else is roses.
0: So uh, I see it as a way that you just transfer resources. If you got a little bit of money, you put it into paid. That gives you the time. When you start getting a bit of money in, you start investing in content and production. That's going to build up organic. At some stage, the organic will get more results than the paid. You ease off the paid. You invest more in the organic. You might keep a bit of paid going, but you know, as as a long term um, investment, the organic is a much better um, investment in the medium and non. You know, if you switch off the paid, um, it dies straight away. Um, So understand that, listeners and viewers. And if you've stayed on the show, and like I said, you know, we're getting a lot more listeners and viewers. um, Obviously, you realize that what we're saying here has truth to it. And it will work. It's not jet science though, but there are a few things. You've got to understand the fundamentals and then you just got to keep at it and have a plan of action and keep to that plan. So, because what happens is a lot of agents, there's a lot of demands on your time when you start getting some clients and it's quite easy uh, and understandable that you something has to be dropped, but what mustn't be dropped is doing those videos, um, doing a little bit of content writing, you know, building up your website. That that is important, right? Less for me, Robert. How can people find out more about you and your words of wisdom and what you're up to?
1: Inboundoria stands for inbound real estate marketing. So it's inbound. The word inbound. R is and rabbit, is e and edward, m is and michael.com. My website is always the best place to learn about me. If you wanted to reach out and contact me, you do it through my website. Um, and if you want to learn more about what I do or what my philosophies are, I've got hundreds of hours of content there. So go check it out.
0: And if you want to listen to all the previous um, conversations we've had between me and Robert and our great guests, um, go to the mail hyphen right com website. Um, there's all the um, episodes on there with a full set of links and show notes. If you want to find out more about Mailrite and how our system can help you get quality leads, I do a full free uh, walk through which you can book on the website, and it will be me showing you the Mailrite service and product. And that's that will take up about half an hour of your time, and I think it's going to be well worth it. Because it's a great system. We'll see you next week. Either me and Robert will be having another discussion between ourselves, or we'll have another great guest sharing their knowledge with you. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Bye.